All right, and we are live. Welcome everybody to Sex Wars episode 47. I see we have some people in the chat. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we're here today with our special guest and friend of the channel, Jean-Francois Garieppi. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. What about you? Good. It's good to see you again. And of course, good Annika is here with us. And today, uh, as you can tell from the title, we're going to be talking about the Gabby Petito case. I think some of you are wondering or, may, or maybe just fed up with it and saying, why do people care so much? I have some theories about why people care, uh, but we're going to go into all of it, different theories about what happened. But before we do that, I have a few other stories I wanted to touch on. And I thought maybe we'd start with those because I have a few. Let's just hammer through those. Uh, oh, I see uh, Joe Live Life in the chat. What's going, man? I haven't, I haven't seen you in a while. So let's just get right into it. The first story I want to talk about is this PJ Washington, who is a basketball player. And the story is he married a woman who is a model named Brittany Renier, Renner. Yeah, Renner, Brittany Renner. She got pregnant. They had a baby. She secretly divorced him two weeks after the baby was born. And now he has to pay 200K a month child support, which is like half of his salary. This is ridiculous. And uh, it, it illustrates that the salaries are not true salaries. It's not your real money. So when you work for the system, uh, you know, you can, you can get a salary that looks big, like 500,000 a year, $1 million a year. But in the end, the state is going to take a chop of it. Your exes are going to take a chop of it. So don't be attracted to these jobs within the system. They seem to pay, but it's not your money. It's a judge holding it. Are you not, you're not working within the system through YouTube though? Uh, I mean, I, I'm a homeless person. I barely make any money <laughs> you're, on paper. You're nomad. Right. Yeah, you've got your Bitcoin billions, though. He's he's living the granola lifestyle. Okay, so the exactly. <laughs> the reason I brought this up, though, is because uh, there's a little bit more to this that I wanted to cover. Uh, the woman, Brittany Renner, recently put out a video saying that it's stepdad season because she's on the hunt for for a new man. So let's let's give this a little watch here. Hey y'all. Hi. It's officially stepdaddy season. Yeah, what up? I got the car seat in the back. Let's go to the park. <laughs> Don't let your baby mama or your baby daddy block your blessings. I know in theory it sounds good keeping the same person to have kids with but that's insanity as well so if it doesn't work out with them it'll work out with someone else okay it just will that's how that goes and trust me i know it's ghetto it is so ghetto being a baby mama and thinking about multiple baby daddies is scary but mm, you and my baby gonna be all right we're gonna be all right so we moving forward onward upward Okay, I know a lot of you are skeptical about talking to people with children, but I can assure you the baby mamas now today, we don't give a damn. You can have them. I have 
exited the rat race. I am not a threat. I want you to be around for a long time, not a good time. You can hold my son, put him on your story. I trust his judgment. I really do. I really, really do. I just want you guys to be happy. I swear I do. Now, I'm not a threat, but you know, I can't speak for the other, 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 other hoes that you don't know about. Okay. Uh, I think that's enough. Probably get the idea. So uh, I have some thoughts on that, but does anybody else want to go first? I, I feel like I stepped into a conversation. I don't understand anything she's talking about. I know what a baby mom is. And I, I fully I understand a- what's happening. She has extracted sperm from a male of genetically superior quality. She has then kidnapped the child and she is now looking for what she will find in her inappropriate and stupid brain, what she will find to be a fit caring father to replace the genetic father, which will inevitably lead her down a path where her baby will suffer from her bad decision making because she's stupid. Uh, what we need to do as a society to stop this is to legislate female decision making, to make a framework around it that guides it toward the proper outcomes. I thought you were because a libertarian, she doesn't Jeff. Have- a libertarian? Absolutely. I'm for the liberty of legislating. The liberty, <laughs> of, the liberty of the marriage contract. And the marriage contract should stipulate all of these conditions that make the decisions of women like this invalid in a court of law. Yeah, so you don't think she should be able to just uh, take the kid, take the paycheck... Basically, winner takes these winner take all divorces that we have. Well, in a in a justice system, she would already be in jail for kidnapping, and then eventually she might get out of jail and eventually have a fair custody with her husband. But in an even fairer and more intelligent system, she would be bound by the contract of marriage, and she couldn't possibly break it. And it would not be in her incentive and interest to break it. We need to design marriage contracts and have an actual society willing to hold women to these standards that uh, makes it extremely uninteresting for women to break the family. Because this girl threw her promiscuous decision right there. She just made it so that every expense of her and her ex are doubled. They now need two houses to care for babies on 50-50 or 10%, 90%. And it will all suck. She has just created, she has just drained wealth from the planet. Wealth that didn't even exist. It was just wealth in the combined, unionized, and harmonized functioning of male and female, she broke all of it, and she's draining us down the swamp of inefficiency that has emerged in our head. Those are good thoughts. I'd like to add that it's not that she's single or that she's uh, no longer in a relationship or um, receiving financial assistance for her child from the father. It's the the way she's meticulously planning this out. I think that's the part that bothers me. Many people get divorced or they end up in mixed families and it's unfortunate, but for this woman to actually be on the prowl for her to have left him two weeks after having a child, you know, that wasn't a snap decision. This was all planned out so that she could maximize the amount of resources that she can extract. I, I agree I with it's, that. I it's think depressing. She, I, women, some women are incentivized like perversely and you have to be like a bad person to take advantage of those incentives, but they do exist. 
And so I agree with everything you're saying, JF. I agree with both you guys. But my take is that as wrong as it is, it's hard for me to feel bad for the guy knowing that we live in the system that we do and just listening to her talk and and hearing how crazy she is. Let's just listen to a little bit more of the tape and, and ask yourself if this sounds like the kind of person you would want to start a family with. You know, maybe I'll never be in your favor. <laughs> but I am here for it, okay? Like, people move on. Save the, you should have got the ring first. It wasn't going to work out anyways. It just wasn't going to work out. The prosecution rests. Let's laugh together and let's raise this baby, you know? So, you know, given that we're going to be talking about Gabby Petito and there's a lot of uh, speculation about her mental state, I'm, I'm going to say that it's it's hard to diagnose somebody over the internet. But when I hear this woman talk, I don't hear somebody who is... Um, I, I I hear something. You know what I'm saying? I hear something going on there. There's there's a kind of like erratic n- neuroticism. What do you it, think? You know, like the don't stick your D in crazy kind yeah. of rule that they always have for guys. It's again, it's it's not like this this um was an accident. This guy didn't accidentally sleep with the wrong woman. It she's she's on the surface. She's very transparent about who she is as a person. She's very trashy. So the fact that the guy shows her as, or, you know, at least shows her as a partner that uh, ultimately ended in having a child, I think that's the unfortunate part. But he he chose this. And if if I knew that um, it was a felony to jaywalk or that I would be shot in the head on the spot, and then I jaywalked intentionally knowing that, and then I got shot... Um, yeah, it's sad that that's how I died. But if I, but if I intentionally did something knowing the consequences, it's like you can only coddle people so much. And I will differ a little bit in that I do not see any sign of craziness or psychiatric disorder. This is standard, unlegislated female behavior. Standard, unlegislated female behavior. No, I mean, the, the thing is, we lived in societies that have socially constrained female decision making for hundreds of years. And we have unleashed that that social pressure all at once in the 60s. We suddenly decided it didn't exist anymore. It was in the form of marriage, of social oppression, of religion. All of it disappeared all at once. And this leads to certain things being present in the genetic lines of humanity. That may not uh, that may not have been observable a hundred years ago, but that come to be observable in today's world because today's world does not hold women responsible for their behavior. It's too true, too true. Okay, let's move on to the next uh, the next topic here. I haven't actually read this one yet, but I saw this today when I was uh, doing my morning browse of Reddit, drinking my soy latte. And I found this, uh, this was posted on the men's rights subreddit. And it's kind of like a guy asking for dating advice. And JF, I know you're kind of a man of the world. You maybe give some good advice to the young men there looking for guidance. So let's take a look at this post here. The title reads, Feminist Girlfriend Seems Unsympathetic to Men's Issues, Sees Most Men as Assholes. Is this a red flag to break it off? Uh, it's pretty long. Let's okay. just... But do you have? Do you want to go? 
Well, yeah, I mean, uh, it is a red flag. Uh, unfortunately, men in this society are often talked down to and they, they see themselves as not worthy. So they will take the woman thinking they can't get better. But someone in my audience had mega balls. Uh, he was with a woman. He was, he, he was thinking that it was the only woman he could ever find. And she wanted a tattoo. And he had the balls to decide to tell her, if you get the tattoo, I'm dropping you. And she got the tattoo and he dropped her. And, you know, and then I coached him for like one hour and he was back on the market. He found better uh, possibilities. He found other women and he's regained a confidence in himself, which will allow him to save himself, himself so much trouble. So what I would say to this guy is, can you quantify the amount of trouble that it will be when this girl inevitably kidnaps your child during pregnancy or one week after she, after the child is born? It's going to be massive amounts of, of disruptions in your life. It's going to be you never being able to accumulate property ever again because they're going to take it from you to give it to her. So save yourself the trouble. Leave the feminist girlfriend behind drive to a Republican area of the U.S. and find yourself a cutie, Republican, right-wing, Catholic girlfriend. Well, there you go. So just as soon as you hear feminist, that's that's it for you, right, JF? Uh, at this point, it is. But in my life, I've paid extreme high price for being too open. I'm way too open. And I'm like, every woman is different. Maybe she's a feminist, but she's good. And eventually I found out that feminism is actually just the tip of the iceberg. Feminism is just a symptom of political belief in women, which essentially expresses a deeper aggression that exists within the heart of certain uh, aggression bent females and the real reason that guides them toward feminism is neither justice nor fairness it is truly the hate of men and if you are seeing the symptom of feminism there is something ugly behind it i'm telling you not not sure if you guys actually read that whole story but uh one thing that bothered me it's actually up on the screen right now the uh gentleman um mentioned having been sexually assaulted to his girlfriend and she told him that it doesn't count because it was uh, male on male. Um, so that it's not just that she's unsympathetic to men's issues as a whole. She's not sympathetic to her partner, the person she's been with for months. And when her response, most women's reactions, I would think would be sadness and, you know, feeling bad for the guy having been assaulted and trying to tiptoe around the subject, knowing that it probably hurts his feelings, not telling and that it doesn't matter. Um, I She's think a that, psychopath. Drop that her. one, just that one statement right there, I I would have gotten out of a relationship because they, yeah, exactly. I would say psychopathy is definitely part of her makeup, even though we're not allowed to. We're not uh, allowed let to. Let me uh, let me get the actual story here. Like, it says <sighs> says I told her I did understand. I myself was raped in prison, and that I understand what it's like to be violated, to feel powerless 
Told her that I understand that as a guy out in the streets, I don't have to worry about it as much as she does as a woman. So I won't have the exact same experience as a woman, but that I was sympathetic towards her struggles and I never want her to feel alone or not understood when she opens up to me about these things that I could at least offer her that little bit of understanding she wishes I had. She knew I went to prison for about a year when I was 18, but she didn't know I got raped. And then she just said, well, it's not the same. You got raped by another man and it's men who are causing this problem. So it's just men attacking other men. That's a kind of a typical thing that you, you hear from feminists. If you try to bring up men's issues, like if you try to say that, like, oh, you know, even in like Middle Eastern countries, men, it's not all like rainbows and unicorns for men. They have these problems and this under Islam and whatever. And they'll say, well, yeah, but men created Islam. So that so why should I care about the victims, the male victims of Islam, for example, or whatever it might be. Right. But but it's also it's one thing to make a blanket judgment about gender when it's not directly affecting you. I understand when people are frustrated, like if she says, well, we should teach men not to rape. That's a stupid statement. But we're talking about a man just told his girlfriend that he was raped in prison. Most people's immediate reaction to hearing that from someone that they love or that they care about would be to pull back and feel bad and maybe become emotional because that's a very sad thing. Like if either of you were to tell me, hey, Annika, I was sexually assaulted, I would feel really bad even if I don't like you as a person. So for her to be in a relationship with this guy, yet her immediate reaction is not one of care and concern and, and, you know, change the subject to his issues rather than men's issues as a whole for her to just tell him it doesn't count because you're male. That that's so weird because she, she's not even distanced from the victim at this point. I know people make statements about those that they've never met that don't affect them all the time. Cause it, you know, it's not our problem, but for her to say that to his face, I think is even more telling. And that's where I think like the psychopathy, uh, comes to play. And I will say there's more than he needs to do than just drop his girlfriend. He needs also to pay attention to his own self-flagellation because he tried to actively minimize the hurt that he could have had by saying, oh, you know, you're a woman, so I know it's worse for you. Uh, stop with this. It's, it's a self-minimization, self-flagellation that you've internalized from abusive female. You need to get fixed and then you need to get a better female. I would say in some ways it, it would be worse to be sexually assaulted as a male, especially in the prison system, because you have no allies. You don't you don't have people that, uh, you know, will hold you and comfort you. And um, I think a lot of a lot of prisoners that get sexually assaulted, other people just assume that they deserved it. You also um, don't have what a were vagina. you doing in prison? You also don't have yeah. a vagina. Right. So I was just saying I'm not saying it's you know, I'm just saying. All right. Uh, but, but you know, you, you get where I'm going with that is I, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, you yeah, could yeah. argue that it's, it's, it's yeah, not right. Well, people are going to be less different. There, there's an empathy yeah. gap that's yes. well established right, for men in, in, in yeah. anything. So any kind of problems you're going to have, you're going to get yeah. less empathy. All right. So this is the last thing I wanted to look at before we go on to the, uh, hold on, hold on a sec. Okay. So, this uh, this video doesn't have any sound, so I'm just going to describe what we're watching so people listening to the audio version of the podcast will know. Uh, so we have a woman here. She's twerking on, it appears to be like a, a busy waterfront in a city. There's lots of people around, and there's a man filming close up, you know, like filming a TikTok video. 
uh, focusing on her buttock. She's wearing booty shorts. And now there's a child now that we see who is observing this spectacle and just just taking it all in out in public. And now the child has begun imitating the woman. Okay, I've seen enough. All right, so this is what I don't understand. Is this the world that libertarians want, JF? How does your ideology deal with this? Because I want to call the police on these people and have the police throw them in the river. What do you say to that, uh, Jean-Francois? It's certainly not in line with the libertarian ideology because in a libertarian world, as there was 200 years ago, approximately in America, uh, it didn't converge toward this. In fact, it converged toward worlds where people could choose to be in communities that had religious standards as to the behavior of females, especially in front of children, and that were not creating the incentives for shaking your ass in this, uh, in this, uh, I guess I, we could say, uh, bizarre, exotic way. Uh, so no, a libertarian society converges toward what America converged to, which is good education, good religious uh, choices, which creates an absence of incentive. Now, what I see in this is very much the incentive of the modern internet world. Clearly, this guy, uh, I see that he has a ring on his ear. He looks like a, a guy who would take pictures of him and distribute them on Instagram to pose in a narcissistic, narcissistic fashion and show his muscle. And he's doing the same to himself that he's doing to his, what could be his girlfriend there. He's exploiting her image for the purpose of getting clicks. So that's a badly incentivized system. In a properly incentivized system with proper legislation over that kind of behavior, you would have people be interested and incentivized to do good education for their children. And they certainly wouldn't be incentivized at letting their children observe that kind of ridiculous behavior. Well, what? Yeah, what? the fact that the parents that's the part that bothers me is I mean I, I guess I'm just really not, I'm, about not the I'm not seeing it I'm not seeing how how libertarianism solves this problem what kind of legislation Here's how it solves it We create a village in which there is marriage and we make it so that you can only be married once and if you break the marriage you are shunned and rejected by the rest of society. No one wants to even give you cucumbers and onions. So you're stuck without money, without ability to survive. This creates a feeling in women that they really need to care for their male properly and that they don't need to please to the eyes of 10,000 males because these 10,000 males aren't going to be feeding you with onions and celeries. They need to care for one man and eventually they understand that they can channel all of this beauty, all of this beautiful ass of hers. She can channel it to the one man who will feed her uh, with food with in a world fingers. in a world where they're always shopping for the next guy and she could switch for this instagram influencer for the next it doesn't change anything so you create a libertarian world in which there are incentive incentives for marriage for a religious lifestyle and that's all you need 
then there wouldn't be this girl shaking her ass because there wouldn't be money to be made that way. In fact, if anything, she would be shunned by society in a world that could still shun women socially. There's but we're nothing not in stopping that world. people, JF. There's nothing stopping people from shunning promiscuous women there is. right now. They choose Modern, not to. This is what people have chosen. They've they chosen sh- liberalism, degeneracy. This This whole project has failed. Exactly. And there's no one punishing them. So they are essentially engaging in self-censored degeneracy. Maybe we're just bickering over semantics, but when you say we have to punish them, it doesn't sound like a libertarian worldview. It sounds a little more... Authoritarian. Yeah, libertarian. No, a, a libertarian can totally choose not to engage in commerce with someone. But they don't usually shun the behavior. Right, you can they, choose they to. Usually they can, they can but if all the other shun. people in the village choose to start shaking their ass in front of your kids, the libertarian's hands are tied. He has to. He has no. to move to the to the woods. And live in a shack alone. I agree. <laughs> that that's exactly what it is. You what I'm doing JF, is I'm, I'm letting. Full blown Islam. If you want to, yes. if you want to prevent twerking in public, you need. Islam I'm a big fan of this, but what I'm doing is as a libertarian, <laughs> I'm faced with a society that is twerking, and so I withdraw from this society. I go into the forest where I can have a baby production output that is higher than these twerkers. <laughs> and eventually, in 1,000 years from now, there's no more twerker, and everyone is a baby of JF. Okay. Um, yeah, the, okay, wow. Um, libertarians typically are anti-prostitution. They see it as just free market. Oh, here we go. The body cam footage. I watched this entire video. Um, yeah, let's, first, uh, let's move on the to the Gabby Petito stuff, the main event. Uh, do you, JF, you've, you've already talked about this a bit on your channel. That's one of the reasons I invited you on. Um, do you do you want to do you want to give people a little bit of a primer for people who who aren't familiar with the story? Yes. Yeah, so the Gabby Petito case is a case that has been uh, spreading over uh, more than a month now, and what it involves is a YouTuber who was going with a male, so a female YouTuber going out on a van trip for multiple months, traveling through nature in the U.S going in places including Utah, Wisconsin, all of the states between Florida and these states, eventually perhaps with the goal of reaching Oregon where the grandmother of Gabby was living. And they and she is interested in starting a career. She is 22 years old. Her fiancé who accompanies her in a van is 23-year-old. Uh, and she is interested in blogging and she publishes videos under the hashtag van life. And eventually, uh, first they, they get into a conflict that leads to the arrest that you see right in front of you. Uh, and it's a situation of uh, physical abuse by her of her fiance. And so the police eventually, as it, as they do often, whenever Uh, It's a couple and and the primary aggressor is female. It ends up that they don't lock them up. They only separate them for 24 hours. And then uh, they they get together back again and they continue their trip, eventually reaching a region of a national park in Wisconsin, where uh, now we know that uh, Gabby Petito died on this site and that her boyfriend, her fiancé, Brian Laundrie 
drives back from uh, around August 30 to uh, September 1st, drives back to Florida. As he comes back in Florida, she is not with him, which stops, which starts aler alerting her family that he may have killed her or did harm to her. And as he is in Florida, he is still not considered a suspect. And so the police essentially takes its time and tries to determine perhaps she's still alive, perhaps she's still out there. Uh, but we eventually find her body three days ago. Uh, two, well, two days ago. And uh, today it was determined by the autopsy of the body that it is likely from a homicide that she has died. Her body was in a national park camping place in Wisconsin. And there are several details in the affair, including the fact that it seems that her cell phone may have been used by someone after her death, because there are messages from her cell phone on August 30, that, uh, which should be uh, at least one day after her death, perhaps up to three or four days after her death, uh, which tells her mother, uh, no service in Yosemite. Uh, a place in California, which apparently she wasn't and Brian wasn't either. So it seems like perhaps what happened there, uh, as we can now conclude today, although two days ago I didn't have as much knowledge on the fact, but the details that are emerging are pointing to a possibility that Brian may have murdered her or witnessed her killing in some form. And... Uh, would have perhaps faked or someone else would have faked uh, cell phone messages from her to somehow give time for Brian to go dark and disappear in nature, which is what he seems to have done after coming back with her van in Florida, dropping it and, and taking eventually the Mustang the car of his father. He drove to a park and went hiking and never came back and currently there is a search for him. He has been observed on a deer cam uh, to today. Uh, it was reported that uh, during the night he was observed on a deer cam, which seems to be providing better uh, information about his position to policemen who are currently uh, filtering through nature uh, with drones and ground personnel trying to find him. He killed her. This guy's guilty. He's guilty of sin. It's obvious. Um, now people, some people are asking like, why do you care? Why, why is everybody talking about this? I, I felt the same way when I first started seeing people talk about it. I didn't know about it. I didn't know what was going on, but I thought I'd look into it since everybody else was interested. And when you watch the body cam footage, I think you understand why people are interested in this because it's really interesting. You get to see it, this like from the perspective of the police and the kind of decision process that they have to make in a domestic violence situation and specifically a situation where it's a small woman doing violence on a large man, at least as far as they know, and the man doesn't want you to arrest the woman. So should the police arrest them her anyways, or should they just be like, well, so, you know, just a lover spat, let it go kind of thing. Um, so I think what we should do is watch some of the footage because people who some people will have seen it already. I think this footage has gotten like like 15 million views on YouTube across all the news networks that it's on and stuff like that. But um, 
if you haven't seen it, you're not going to be able to appreciate the story, I don't think. So let's wa let's watch a little bit here. Place your vehicle into park and go ahead and turn it off for me. No, park. Oh, it, it isn't park yet. Okay, turn off your engine. Go ahead and set your keys on the dash for me. All right. What's your guys' names? Gabby. I'm Brian. Gabby, Brian. Okay. What's going on? How come you're crying? I'm just crying. We've just been fighting this morning. Some personal issues. It was a long day. We were camping yesterday and camping got the stuff, flies and stuff. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I hit the. There. <laughs> I was distracting him from driving. I'm sorry. Can I get you to step out of the vehicle for me, man? Yeah. Just hang tight right there. Um, do you mind if I take your keys and just put them on your hood? You got it, buddy. I'm so Thank sorry. Thank you. Oh, no, you're fine. I'm going to go ahead and close your door. Okay. Why don't you come over here? SO229. I have the female that was on the passenger mm -hmm. seat separated from the male. Keys are on the hood. You want to tell me what's going on? Yeah, I don't know. It just. Some days. I, <laughs> I have really bad OCD. And okay. I just. I was just cleaning and fading up the back of the van before, and I was apologizing to him and saying, I'm sorry that I'm so mean because sometimes I have OCD and sometimes I just get really frustrated. I'm not like mean towards him. I just like. I guess my vibe is like I really like in a bad mood. And I was just saying, I'm sorry if I'm in a bad mood. I've just been really stressed. I had so much work I was doing on my computer this morning. What do you do for a living? Um, well, I, I hate to get an organic juice bar, but I just quit my job. Okay. I was a nutritionist. That's oh, what, okay. That was my That's job. Cool. And I just um, quit my job to travel across the country. And I'm trying to start a blog. Okay. So, so I've been building my website, so I've just been really stressed and he doesn't really believe that I could do any of it, so that's kind of been like a, I don't know, he's like in, down there, I don't know, we've just been fighting all morning and and he wouldn't let me in the car before. And then Why I, wouldn't he let you in the car? Because you have your OCD? told me I need to calm down, yeah. <laughs> but I'm perfectly calm, I'm calm all the time and he really stresses me out and I just... Okay. Uh, go ahead. She clear. She's clearly got something like anxiety. I think uh, before the show, we were kind of talking about how um, it's it's hard to make judgments on these situations because we're not there. Um, they're standing on the side of the road. They just got pulled over. They've been in a van for a few days. We don't know what's going on with them, but she's clearly suffering from something other than OCD. If she's got OCD, she can she can deal with that. There's there's coping mechanisms. You don't well, hit your I mean, boyfriend. I, so I I don't know about that because like, if you're in a you, you don't you, hit you someone in a bad sorry, argument with your well yeah that's that's true it is it is very weird to hit somebody especially when they're driving but when you're in a you know in a big argument with your boyfriend or whatever you know I'm not I'm not saying it's okay to hit people but I'm saying that it, I think that that can happen without there having to be like a mental illness necessarily. Um, oh, well, I am she, certain she that there is a men 
Yeah, she mentioned yeah, so, many things that point toward like mental anxiety, illness, so but not anxiety. I will correct this, Anika, okay. because anxiety is paralytic. She is not paralyzed. And in fact, she is psychotic and she is, she has mood variations. So psychotic behavior under mood variations, some ups, some downs, that is absolutely typical of bipolar disorder. She has textbook bipolar disorder to the point where her psychotic nature leads her to invade so much on the physical space of her fiancé that he ends up having to lock her outside of the car. That is typical when the female enters psychotic state of bipolar disorder. She won't let leave you alone, even if you ask. She She's unable to withdraw, unable to not impose her physical aggression. And we will later learn, in fact, that she engages in physical violence toward this man. I am convinced that the closest... Uh, psychiatric diagnosis possible here for what we're seeing is something along the line of bipolar some of the psychotic disorders i would say schizophrenia she doesn't seem weird enough for schizophrenia it doesn't seem complex enough in terms of psychosis it could also be though a borderline personality disorder but uh, it's something along the lines of a disorder that affects mood and affects our sick nature and her tendency to harass and uh, attack her fiance. Either way, she, she appears to have the means to get assistance if she wants, like she has a, a supportive family. Um, she could see a therapist, she could get on medication. She could, she could figure something out. If she's Googling nutrition all day, she could Google mental health. She could figure out how to handle the problem she has and at least get on that path instead of having uh, nervous breakdowns the way that she does. I'm going to remain well, very she... agnostic on the on this question because I'm not convinced. I don't know. I I think that it's very difficult to just to make a diagnosis based off of such a, such a simple short analysis of a person. You know what I mean? Now, I will say one comment on Brian, because if if she's right, I mean, maybe she's inventing all this, but if she is right when she says Brian doesn't think she can do any of this in reference to her leaving her job as a nutrition bar specialist and going for a career on the Internet, that is an error of Brian, perhaps. Uh, to Perhaps Brian was nervous about the prospect of her not having a regular job, not having uh, a regular salary, and that would be a culturally leftist influence on Brian. What Brian should have done is become the ubermensch here and realize you have a female of extreme high quality, uh, just have sex with her and pregnant her, take the opportunity and accept that she's not going to be the provider. So you have to be the provider. Doesn't, doesn't matter if it's through you getting a job or you finding mushrooms in the wild for your family to survive. I don't care. You have a female here who is lost in the modern world and who somehow understands indirectly that she is not designed biologically to keep a job, a regular job. Let her be. Let her do the crazy thing of leaving her job and take ownership of her uterus and produce. Is it not that also possible that Brian was not wanting her to be putting herself out on the internet out of fear of losing her? Is it not possible yeah. that Brian was very controlling 
in general? It's possible. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've not seen evidence other than her own claim that he was controlling and, and her friends. But when a friend of a woman tell you that the man is too controlling, don't believe it. It's like 50-50. It's like a coin flip about whether they're lying or not. Uh, that being said, if it is true, that he was uh, possessive. He was right to be possessive in a way, but he was wrong ultimately. Right in a way in that the, the display of sexual features on the internet is merely a mechanism that will make female reach levels of attention, make money out of it, and eventually drop you. So it was right to feel that there was something sick about this and unnatural. However, there was a way she could have pursued this internet career without showing her ass and her boobs that much as she's doing. So there would be a role that he could have played here to make her concentrate on her nutritional knowledge instead of just showing her legs every time with the camera angle. And on the other side, I think that is absolute, if he was absolutely unwilling to let her have a, an internet career, this ultimately shows the insecurity that is inherent to being a 3 out of 10, having the chance of having sex with a 10 out of 10 female. And what I would say to all the men, when, when the 10 out of 10 female starts getting interested in you, That's you're not going to believe it. She's a 10 out of 10 she's, female. Really? 10 out of 10? She's I, a 10 out of eight. 10, beautiful, 22-year-old. <laughs> maybe ten out of maybe ten. in COVID, 18 months 10 out of 10. <laughs> Okay. Now, when you have a 10 out of 10 like this who's interested in you, don't make the error of diminishing you because this is what society wants you to do. You should just put yourself in the mood. I deserve this. I must inseminate. Use the opportunity. You're maybe you're not going to get a 10 out of 10 in a year from now. Inseminate the 10. Get powerful protection from Wi-Fi network threats oh, no. with X5. So, JF, you you saw the uh, video of her friend then saying that uh, Gabby would often have to go to her house to get away from Brian. And they, they were supposed to go out to the bar one night and Brian took away the um, keys or sorry, she took he took away the her ID. You saw all that. Uh, I've seen this. The big problem is this is a discourse that you get in feminist uh, friends of girls these days. And it tells me nothing about the reality because if she's a feminist, uh, she's going to make up ago. this discourse whether it happened or not. Well, so so you just think she's... I mean, you're just going to assume she's lying, even even in the context of everything else we know. Brian not letting Gabby in the car, not wanting her to do the job. That there's, uh, you know, there's a lot of circumstantial evidence about him being controlling. Well, uh, the problem is that the circumstantial evidence comes from individuals whose credibility has not been assessed. We have a mentally ill individual and we have the friends that she choose. Now, let me introduce you to something important among the female circles of America. Whenever you have a 10 out of 10 going out with one of the ladies that we've just seen, which is below a 6 out of 10, the 6 out of 10 will always attempt to interfere with the reproduction of the 10 out of 10. It is inevitable. 
You always see the ugly woman around the beautiful one and they will try to abstract, try to claim the men's for them. They will use them as tools of attraction to eventually get the men. It is the sickest behavior. And within, within these attempts, I can totally see uh, a feminist type, uh, four out of ten type of woman like we've seen, just try to viciously keep uh, this 10 out of 10 woman from reproducing. It is sabotage and it is absolutely common. That's quite the take. Um, okay, <laughs> Let, so let's watch a little bit more of the body cam footage and then we'll, I, I, I want to, I don't want to go too much over an hour on this one. So we'll I'm not going to spend too much more time on this, but I want to get to the big question, which is did the cops do the right thing or the wrong thing here? We'll, we'll watch a little bit more. We'll have to skip ahead a bit. Here. Down there. I don't know. We've been fighting all morning. And, and he wouldn't let me in the car before. And then Why I, wouldn't he let you in the car? Because you have your OCD? He told me I needed to calm down. What's that? You talked to Gabrielle, right? Because I, she, she wanted to, I locked the keys so I could walk away. I, I said, let's just take a breather and let's not you know, go anywhere. Let's just calm down for a minute because she's going to work up. And then she had her phone trying to get the keys to me, so I got in way. I was just trying to, I know I shouldn't push, but I was just trying to push her away to go, let's, let's just take a minute, step back and breathe. And you see, she got me with her phone. Can I see your hand? Oh, you got a mark right here. Oh, that's from a wire. That's from a wire? Yeah. You want to tell me about hitting that curb? Hitting the curb was her grabbing the wheel. She grabbed the wheel? Yeah. She said, I can't believe you're getting pulled over, and then she grabbed the wheel. What about the speed? Did she take over the road? No, I thought if I was going fast, I'm sorry. No, it's probably just the, the moment of like, I'm still shaking now. The adrenaline's seen the lights flashing up and then the herd gripping the wheel. And, so if I sped up, I'm sorry about that. Or if I was speeding beforehand, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, it took quite a bit to catch up to you. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. We're just going into the, the park again to get water because we have a six gallon water container to uh -huh. fill up. So we're just grabbing water to fill a hike. Okay. And we're just, I was trying to. All right, we're, we're getting short on time, so we're not going to watch too much more of this. But I'll say that I will say that I'm inclined when I listen to him and I listen to her, I'm inclined to like feel like he's a little bit more um, in live like in reality and knows what's like telling the truth about what actually happened, where she's all frantic and kind of like, oh, this is that and that. And like, I, so I would kind of take like his version of events as being the more like believable version. But we're, we're, it looks like we're having some minor internet issues yeah, here. Yes, we lost you for a couple of seconds, but you're back. Yeah, uh, it seems that okay. perhaps uh, people are buffering, but you're back for us. All right. So anyway, long story short, the, they end up determining that Gabby had been hitting him. The cops discuss this. Interestingly, they say that according to the law, they have to arrest her. But they don't end up arresting her. And now there's a lot of people on Twitter that have been saying they should have arrested Brian because he's the killer, you know. And 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 I think there's an assumption, you know, when you have like the battered wife syndrome, you have the woman who's being like, oh, it's it's my fault. You know, I get so crazy that that this is like an archetypal like thing that victims do so that so that they're man doesn't get arrested you know what i mean so i think a lot of people have that perception of the of the situation and maybe that's right i don't know 